welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're starting a new segment called Pastor's Perspective. Welcome back, everybody, Brian and everyone listening. Yes, we are back. We had to take a little bit of a break. and Yeah, we'll uh, explain why we had to take a break. (laughs) But uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed our mini episode. Uh, I guess it was two, it'd be two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We talked about some of the things that we learned um, in our own personal devotional. Yeah. And then now we're starting a new series called Pastor's Perspective. And what this is going to be is us looking at some of the, uh, could be current events, could be things in culture, things that just interest us and giving sort of our Christian pastoral perspective on it. Yeah. And so it'll be a few different topics. And whenever we do this, it's not, it's not going to be ongoing. So next week, uh, might not be pastor's perspective. It'll be something else. Um, but we just thought that this would be a good way for us to kind of mix things up and talk about even more things that we think uh, we need to be talking about. So like one of the things that we are going to be jumping into is the reason why we had to take a break. And so Brian, do you want to Explain why we had to take yes, a break. <laughs> our staff had uh, COVID mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you were on vacation, which you were fortunate. You actually left right at the yeah, primo I time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you did not get exposed, mm-hmm. but, uh, myself, uh, pastor Allen, pastor Leonid, myself, pastor Derek, we all had COVID and, uh, you're just too close of friends. Like you guys right, just love each other right. way too much, spent way too much time together, <laughs> but we're all, we're all back. Uh, we're ending, we're either done with our quarantine or we're ending our quarantine. Everybody seems to be, um, relatively okay. Yeah. You know, um, it, mine, mine wasn't that bad. You know, I had like a, like a cold, you know, yeah, felt a little bit tired. I, uh, I did lose my smell, which is yeah. really weird. Cause you could take like, you know, I could put my nose in the coffee grounds, nothing. Yeah. And so that was, that was kind of a weird thing. Taste a little bit, but still could taste like salty and sweet. Just not the full palate, you yeah. know, of I, things. I'm pretty sure that I had it, um, back when this was all brand new, I didn't really know what the symptoms were. And, you know, I, you know, the symptoms are just various. There's so many different symptoms, but I remember not knowing what the symptoms were. And I, I thought I had a sinus infection, uh, and I lost my smell and I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mm. I just didn't even know it tested. And, um, so I had no idea. The worst part about everything was when I got the test, um, that was the absolute worst thing. The lady either really loves her job or really hates her job. Yeah. Cause she went like, knuckle deep into my nasal cavity <laughs> and she goes i have to hold this here five seconds mm-hmm. no, apparently no no one has had this experience i've never had it for five seconds oh my she goodness she took that swab went up my nose for five seconds i was like <laughs> yeah i was coughing and sputtering yeah. and it was and then somebody told me uh hold your breath yes and that helps so that's true if i ever have to get tested again i'm gonna hold i've my done breath. that the first time i drove away crying i yeah. was literally crying and i couldn't see i, I had to stop i was like this is dangerous yeah, like, yeah. i don't know why yeah. this is a thing you know because it was one of those uh you know drive up mobile ones yeah. and so uh but yeah and then the next time i held my breath and it really did it's still not fun but uh, it it did it help. Yeah. It really. I'll did. try that next time if I have yeah. to go back. But you know, while I was off, uh, you know, I worked from home as much as I could. Uh, you know, rested some, watched a bunch of uh, 
watched a bunch of television, yeah. you know, did some yard work. I felt okay to like continue to do some home workouts with dumbbells. Yeah. And I, it just took me a little bit longer. You know, I had some longer rest periods in between my sets. Once I started feeling better on the back end of my quarantine, I did some yard work. I mean, I felt, I felt pretty yeah. good, you know, yeah. I'm a little tired this week, but other than that, like, uh, feel back to being a hundred percent. Well, this morning we went and worked out together yeah. and, and it was really good. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known that you, you know, had just gone through that. And, and I know that's not everybody's experience. Exactly. I know some people have lingering side effects. Well, and, and so that's what I've heard. I'm, that I'm that trying to be thankful for yes. where I'm at. Some people get just like, they'll get better. Like they're not sick anymore, right. but they are just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And we've heard, you know, people talk about how, kind of debilitating and frustrating that is yeah. to be incapable of doing just a lot of normal stuff for any amount of time. And so, you know, that's one of those things where, like you said, like we're thankful when it goes well, but we need to be, you know, mindful and, and prayerful for those that it's not, you know, it yeah, takes a longer it, it time. hits everybody a little differently. You know, uh, I had a, a pastor that I knew it was actually my in-laws uh, pastor when they lived in Lexington, they've moved out of town since, but, um, they, and I knew this guy through some f- other friends and knew mm-hmm. of him, met him a few times, but he was a pastor in Lexington and he actually passed away, mm-hmm. uh, right when I was on quarantine. Uh, and you know, it was from, from COVID, you know, yeah. he had COVID and went to the hospital and never, never could recover. And so there's those people too. And so yeah. we have to understand that this hits everybody a little bit differently, <clears throat> You know, I don't think we need to, um, I think we got to be really gracious in this period. Yes. There's lots of information. There's lots of things going around. Obviously there's people that have died. There's people that go through it and that are fine. Mm -hmm. I think we got to be really gracious with people. I mean, how, what, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know there are some people that are very like, you got to do this. If you don't do this, this is what you get. You deserve this, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a conspiracy. And they're just like all extreme all over the place. How do we handle that? Yeah, that's, that's exactly the question that we need to be dealing with as Christians. We need to be figuring out how to engage the uh, arguments, but also how to engage other people. Mm. um, And, and really thinking through what we're doing when we're talking about this stuff, because I, I I think when you look in scripture, you know, the way that you handle topics in general is not in extremes. You know, there are very few times that you deal in extremes with things. Mm. Extremes are a result of of an extreme. You you go to the extreme only when it is in response to something right. that there is, are times that you there have are to, times. but there not, are times. not all the time. And that's the problem I think we have is everybody, uh, not everybody, but there are extremes and they, and they get pushed really hard. And right. so what we have to do is not be over here, uh, saying, you know, it's not a big deal at all, you know, and, and, you know, just get over it. But we also need to not be over here and say it is the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, we need to be able to handle this with, you know, some reason. Yeah. I also think that, you know, there are things that, that scripture says, and actually somebody called me the other day and was like, tell me your thoughts on the vaccine. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, actually they messaged me. I had somebody and I, text me too. And I said, that's a really loaded question. Like, Let's talk on the phone because mm. I don't know if I could text about all yeah. that. And so what I said was, you know, there's this is not a black and white issue of like, uh, like this is a sin or not a sin, right? Do you know what I'm saying? That's and this exactly is this right. is how we need to treat 
all of these kind of things when we talk about COVID and vaccines and stuff. This is not an issue of uh, like a moral thing. Like you're you're sinning if you do this or you don't do this. Right. What we've got to do is pray about it. God has given everyone a conscience. We get the Holy Spirit. We pray about it. And what is our personal conviction? See, we've lost yeah. the element of personal conviction. Now, I'm not talking about when Scripture says something is wrong. Right, right, right. That is wrong. Right. But we've lost the element of like, you can have a conviction about something and I cannot have a conviction yes. about it. Or yes. vice versa. And and the example I gave was with the area of alcohol. Yes. Someone may have a conviction, like I have a personal conviction that to abstain from alcohol. Right. But I'm not going to go around and saying you having a drink is right. sinful. Right. Now, getting drunk is a sinful. Because that is clearly said in scripture. Right. So if right. your conviction is I can have a drink and I'm okay with that, it doesn't offend, it doesn't offend your personal conscience, your personal conviction. Great. Right. This is where Christians have to be very like understanding about the conviction, about yeah. the conscience. I, I, I think there's a principle here. And I, I, I think you're talking all about like first Corinthians eight, mm. um, because I had a same similar, I wonder if it's the same person. We haven't talked about this, but I had somebody reach out to me too. And, um, and you know, in first Corinthians eight, it talks all about this liberty, this freedom that we have. And we do have freedom. Uh, we don't have freedom to sin. We have freedom to live um, without sin. And, and, and so, and that's why we're talking about if the Bible says something clearly, obviously that's a no go, but there's so much freedom. Um, and within that freedom, the principle is simply regarding sin. If what you are doing is directly a sin against God, as stated in scripture, then obviously that's a no-go. But if you have a clear conscience and it's not something sinful, then you can do it. The question comes when, when in regards to whether or not you are promoting sin in somebody else's mind. Mm. And that's where we do have to come to, to grips with this. And that's why, for instance, like alcohol. So for instance, your abstinence, you know, desire to abstain, I know that. Maybe I don't have that, Right. And, and, you know, this is just a, this is just hypothetical. a hypothetical, okay, mm-hmm. hypothetical, but like, let's say that were the case. Well, by no means would I, would I ever consume alcohol around you because then or if you know the conviction, you're not like, come on, do this. Yeah, do this. absolutely. You I know? would definitely not do right. that. That would definitely right. be a problem. And so that's why we have to be really careful pushing our convictions on other people. Right. Cause then what we're mm-hmm. doing either way, either way right. from, from the no vaccine to all vaccine, you're pushing that conviction on people. You might actually be causing them to sin. Right. That's a problem. Right. That's where we have to well, have that's a lot the thing. of that. It does. Grace. If, you, if you offend your own conviction, yeah. your own conscience, you do sin. That's exactly that's exactly what uh, Paul says in First right. Corinthians. And so, and so, just to put a bow on this topic, I think we need to be very gracious. We need to be very understanding, especially when the Bible is not express explicitly prohibitive in a certain area. Yeah. And we just need to pray through it. Everyone, every Christian needs to pray through their own convictions and then be okay with where you land and where other people land, and just commit to pray for each other. Yes, if somebody is sick. If somebody, whatever, just, we need to be in prayer for one another, helping one another, caring, even if they have a complete opposite view of this. That's right. The worst thing we could do is have the attitude of, well, they should have done this or they should have oh, done, man. they should have done that. That is, that is That's obviously a sinful behavior. unchristlike. That is obviously unchristlike. We need to be prayerful and supportive of each other. Right. 
going through this. That's exactly right. And so, so yeah, I, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I think that's great. And so hopefully we can all do that. I'm thinking of myself, you know, um, <laughs> but there's another big thing that yeah, we really want to talk let's about. Let's shift gears here. Yeah. So we, let's talk about the, the big one that everyone probably is aware of is this whole situation in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, you know, we as Christians, um, th- this is not merely political, uh, and we're not trying to be political. We want to think about this as Christians and how should we engage what has just happened in Afghanistan? So, yeah, there's so much there and, and I don't, I don't want this to become a political uh, commentary and I know you don't either, but we do have concerns for any, any sort of ideology that is exclusive. Um, you know, we see, for instance, even in Christian history, we see the dangers of, of when the Roman Catholic church basically took over right. and became relit the state, religion yes, i mean the everything. tying of state and religion together is it's usually a, a bad thing it's a bad thing yeah and so christians should always advocate for freedom of religion right any ideology you have especially in this area of the of the nation when it's islamic you know and i'm talking like militant mm-hmm. islamic yeah. where they're saying if you are something else we're yeah. going to put you to death yeah that's evil and sinful. Yes. Well, let's talk about... Okay, so really quick, what we're talking about here is the fact that Taliban, you know, the, we went into Afghanistan because Taliban was uh, hiding uh, or, or um, harboring Al-Qaeda during 9-11, and we went there, and we've been there in order to help keep Taliban at bay. Taliban has taken over Afghanistan, and now... So what's the problem with that? Well, there are real verified reports of Taliban hunting Christians down. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen emails from people. I've, I've heard witness testimonies about this online. I've seen, this is real. Um, and so this is not just a friendly takeover. This is a hostile. I don't think any, everyone thought that everyone knew that this was coming, but they thought the stability would be much, much better. And so what's happened is a lot of why people are so surprised in this because the government had been, the U S government had been working with the Afghan government to say, this is this transition of power is going to happen. Right. But the Americans that were there, the Christians that were there were being signaled that it was going to be a, um, peaceful, peaceful transition. Uh, yeah. Very <clears throat> manageable and thoughtful then, thing. <laughs> then all of a sudden it wasn't right. And so now all of their lives are in danger and, and there are Christians that have been put yeah. to death. There are Christians that have got their, I know that I know one group that had got their families out yeah. and some men stayed back to help people, to minister to people, to find whatever way they could to, to help yeah. people that have been left behind. And, you know, the reality is, and, and it, this is heightened right now, Yes, but there is persecution Everywhere. for Christians going on. Yes. Uh, all the time. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we have to kind of know and understand that we live in a world where Christianity is, is being, um, physically, it's trying to be physically subdued. Yeah. And ended in many places. <clears throat> opendoors.com is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Go to opendoors.com. If you don't know what we're talking about, opendoors.com and see what's actually happening in the world. They yeah. they monitor um, <laughs> Christian persecution throughout the world. Right. And I mean, as a as an American, I definitely mourn the loss of our service right. men and women. Yes. I, I honor well, part of this whole I thing. honor their sacrifice. As a Christian, 
I think of all of my brothers and sisters, whether they're American yes. or Afghan, yeah. and I am heartbroken that they are uh, that they are put to death That's, for their faith. That is a great point because I think you know we have thirteen servicemen and women who have died, mm-hmm. and. And we mourn that, and that's devastating. I've heard some of the the people, the parents, talking about this, and it's it's just totally avoidable. But there were hundreds more people who were killed, and and hundreds of Christians right. who are being hunted and killed. We have much more to mourn as Christians, and and so this should be something that um, makes us go to the Father. That's right. Uh, this should be something that makes us go to the Father in prayer, um, and makes us have a desire to share the gospel more. Yeah. This situation makes you feel powerless and and hopeless because you're looking at this and you're saying, wow, I can't do anything to affect this change. But here's the thing. The God of the universe can. That's right. And so that's who we, that's what we need to do. We need to pray for the Christians. We need to pray for uh, our Americans. We need to pray that, um, that the Lord would, would lead and guide. And even in the midst of a bad, situation, God can still work. Yes. Well, and that's the thing, you know, anytime you've seen some kind of totalitarian or any type of government like this taking over, there's always evil that happens, but there's always those stories of really kind of miracles. Mm -hmm. And when you look at history and you think of people like Corey Tinboom and people like that, and you see what God has done, it's just miraculous. And that's what we need to be praying for. Right in this situation is for God to do miracles in Afghanistan. So I know this is heavy on all of our hearts. It's heavy on our hearts. And we're just, I've been lifting it up in prayer ever since this has kind of been heightened and I will continue to do so. Yeah. Uh, And I hope you'll join, join us in that. Yeah. Pray and, you know, ask the Lord to help you and and help us as American citizens Mm -hmm. to know what prayer first prayer is powerful. Um, But there is also, if there's, if God gives you an opportunity to do something, um, let's ask him to show us what yeah, those are, that's good. what those opportunities that's are. Good. Um, so we want to talk about something else as well as we kind of wrap up this episode. So there's this podcast that you've been listening to. Um, tell us about what you've been hearing. Yeah. So somebody told me about this podcast called the rise and fall of Mars Hill, and it's put on by Christianity today. And I just have a few observations. So number one, this is an ongoing podcast. Okay. This, this podcast is, um, being like, I think they're about halfway through it right mm-hmm. now. It started at the beginning of the summer. Uh, this is one of the things I did while I was on quarantine. Yeah. I listened to this podcast. How many episodes is it? Uh, right now there's, I think there's like six or eight. Oh, maybe, okay. Something okay. like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I went through it. Now, number one, the thing we got to understand is it's put on by Christianity today. I was just going to say that, that means, you know, you, Christianity you think, today, oh, that should be good. Is, is non-denominational or multi-denominational mm-hmm. Christian organization. Right. So they do not have in all things, the same theological perspective as we do. And so I think we have to understand where they're coming from. Now, I'm not saying that this work isn't good or valuable. I'm just sure. saying that that any you have to always in Christianity look at what's the source. What's the source? Where's the theology behind it? That's right. In this, so yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But it was very interesting. Um, you know, this podcast, if you don't know, I'll give you a little history, is based off of the church Mars Hill in Seattle, Washington, who had a famous pastor, Mark Driscoll, and it was built up over the 
late 99, uh, late nineties, early two thousands into the 2010s. And then everything imploded. Um, I I think it was around 2014 or something like that. Everything imploded. The, they had, they had 15,000 in weekly Sunday yeah, it attendance. was a huge thing and there was a bunch huge of bands, really good music coming out i mean like so many different elements that were affecting not just that area but like the church you know throughout the nation right, right? and so and so this church imploded they ended up um they ended up disbanding or or like whatever their whatever their campuses could become their own church or mm-hmm. they could close down whatever the church is actually still there they reformed it into a new church called doxa oh okay out in seattle i've heard of that i didn't realize that was the same church okay. different leadership yeah what i mean so, so it's then, basically a different church yeah so yeah. and basically all this comes down to uh mark driscoll and and really a, a failure in leadership mm-hmm. um whatever you think of mark driscoll I, there are, it's a mixed bag. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Yeah. And you know, the thing I didn't like about the podcast is it, it took an opportunity to sort of lump conservative Christians or reformed Christians or, uh, uh, another area was in the area of like roles of men and women. So, so we would be complementarian. So they lumped all complementarians together with Mark Driscoll. They lumped all reform together with yeah. Mark Driscoll. They lumped, and and they did acknowledge at certain points there are some differences in, for instance, complementarian of like a Wayne Grudem, which is more where I would be. Right, is different than Mark Driscoll complementarian. Yeah, vast, vastly, <laughs> right. And so and so that's the only thing I didn't like about the podcast is is um, my reformed theology is similar. Mm-hmm. But the way that the way that Mark handles a lot of these issues, and I'll give you a couple of examples. But our if we sat down and said, "Okay, what's your theology of of this?" Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What's your theology? It would be very similar right. to Mark Driscoll. Now, the application and how it's carried out is vastly different. Yes. And it's almost like this neo um, sort of like. Um, like legalism. Yes. Because Mark's telling people how to live their life very specifically where scripture does not say these things. You know, one of, one of our principles, Brian has been, we talk about a biblical framework. Mm-hmm. There's a biblical framework for life that you can find in the scriptures. Then everything else your in your life, the specifics of how you apply that is based on how God leads you. For That's instance, right. one of the big debates is, uh, you know, men, women working right. or, or how you school your children. If I sat here and said, men should be the one to work. Women should stay home. You should homeschool your kids. That would not be scriptural. Right. But this is what happened. Th- 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 this that's, is some of what happened at Mars at, Hill. At Mars Hill. And that's, that's a lot going back to kind of our COVID conversation is this conviction. Now, what we're not saying is you can't have a conviction. I have very strong convictions about sure, work but and, that's, and but, but schooling. But you, you can't prescribe exactly. that for someone else's life. And that's, and that's where... Because scripture uh-huh. does not prohibit women working. Exactly. Uh, scripture, yeah. does not, <laughs> scripture does not prohibit... Uh, state education. Exactly. And that's why, so I hundred percent agree. And what, but what you've seen is at Mars Hill, what they, what there, there was so much prescription of 
personal conviction. Right. That usually ends up being a problem. Right. And so that's kind of like giving advice when it's not wanted and then saying that the advice is the only way. Right. And and that's where pastors can get derailed pretty quickly mm-hmm. is by preaching their opinion rather than what the word actually says. Right. In such a way that's so narrow focused and and doesn't allow for Christians to, to actually have Christian freedom. <laughs> I think that's where we have to be careful when, when we preach. I think I, I'm really careful with my application yeah. and trying not to limit somebody uh, past what the scripture says. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And Especially because you're <clears throat> preaching to a crowd. Like if I'm having a conversation right. with one person, and especially if they're asking me for my opinion and of my course. advice, yeah. then, then I'm going to tell them what I think. That's more uh, the area of like counseling or discipleship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So there's that. That was one big problem. Uh, the other problem was uh, the lack of accountability. You know, uh, Mark had gone through a process where early on they had a great structure in their church co-elders, co- mm-hmm. all these types of things. At some point, it started shifting. When he became when he became famous, yeah. uh, his mindset changed to more of a um like I'm the reason this is all happening. Yeah. You know, and 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 you need to acknowledge my value and worth. I, what I say matters more than what you say. Man, yeah. And and he would want to hold everyone in the church accountable under pastoral leadership, but he himself was not accountable yeah. to anyone. And that's where a lot of these issues came into play. And this is why things went off the rails. He didn't have like a moral fail. Like he didn't cheat on his wife right. or anything or or anything like that. But it was it was it was aggressive, overbearing leadership. Like if you crossed Mark. Yeah. You'd be fired. It was basically a, a, a problem of pride. I mean, it was a failure in the area of, of pride. Right. And and that is something unfortunately pastors, um pastors, successful pastors especially, right. um, and not just successful, but but especially there, and I've seen that in other churches uh much more locally. Mm-hmm. So it does you don't have to be nation famous to be, you know, to right. deal with this problem. It's something that can get any one of us. And that's kind of the point. Well, I think, it can get any one of us yeah, at any time. I think pastors have to really work hard to remain humble mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're you are in a in a spotlight, so to speak. Right. People are looking at you. People are looking at you to for advice, for help, for guidance. They're listening to your teaching. I mean, they can people can really uh, give you lots of compliments. Yeah. Oh, your preaching was so good. All this kind of stuff. And I think we really have to work hard to remain humble in all of that because if it, it, it's because the gifts God has given us right. that we're even here where we're at. Right. Everything needs to be for God's glory. Yeah. And I think a lot of what happened, a lot of the pain and things could have been avoided if that sort of like celebrity culture mindset had not set in on Mark and Mars Hill. Yeah, I, I think that this is a, a problem in in Christianity bigger than just, you know, for pastors and people in, in you know, positions You talking like about that. the celebrity culture? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, I, oh, what's the word? It. What's the word where it's like disillusionment, where Christians basically walk away from the faith? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the um, deconstruction yes, of that's your the faith. Word. Deconstruction. That's a big one. And I've been listening to people like um, uh, Cooper stuff, um, John Cooper from Skillet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he started his podcast because of the... Uh, celebrity Christian deconstruction that was going on. And, and, and he was just, cause what was happening, like you said, people were getting thrown into this 
group, um, like right. the people who were deconstructing their faith, i.e. walking away from right. their faith, were throwing all Christians into this same group, of uh, which was a misunderstood you know, example of Christianity. Right. And John Cooper came on to say, that's not real Christian. That's not real Christianity. Right. What you're walking away from is like, did you even know what you believed in the first place? Well, and that's where like the podcast mentions Joshua Harris, who was tied into Mars right. Hill. That's, that's another one. Yeah. And then most recently in the last few years, he's basically says, I'm not a Christian anymore. Uh, who was raised in a Christian home, yeah. Christian pastor. And basically says, I'm, I'm not a Christian anymore. And so, yeah, he totally deconstructed his faith. And I think this is part of the problem. If if you ever go through an issue where your church faces a major problem with this, there is not there is not an issue with with scripture or Jesus or anything That's, like that. Yes. And I think we got to be careful because we lump all these things together. And so what we have to ask ourselves, a good question is, is my faith in Jesus or is it in this preacher? That's exactly what I was, that's exactly where I was wanting to go. And, you know, as we were just getting further and further, I was like, that's the problem. It's, it's, we are, and Paul deals with this uh, in, in second Corinthians, first and second Corinthians, his whole point is stop following me. He, he's not saying don't follow me. Right. He's saying only follow me as much as I follow Christ. Right. Like it's all about Jesus. And so, uh, this, well, I am, I am a weak vessel, right? I'm a jar of clay. This can even be a trap for us. in you know, even though we may not ascribe to like a celebrity pastor, but like, even I, I've been to conferences and they're fawning all over like the reformers, for instance. Oh yeah. And I, I love the reformers. I respect them. They are great men of the faith that did great work. Absolutely. But listen, the reformers are only the way they are because of Jesus. And they were messed up. And we know that family members, I think there's time, you know, I, I hold pretty highly some of my family members um, who who helped me grow in my faith. But they were, they're just people. Right. At the end of the day, it's Jesus. My faith has to be in Jesus. If it's not, then something like this will derail Will me. derail it. That's exactly right. And so we've got to stick to Christ and, and pray for... Pray for leaders. Pray right. for people in position um, positions that are being looked at, right. because there's a lot of temptation there. So pray that they would they would stand firm and that Christ that God would uh, keep them safe. Yeah. That. The last thing that this that this podcast made me think about was that just because it has the stamp of Christian on it doesn't mean that we all believe or feel the same way about things. Yeah. You know, for instance, they were really, you know, this podcast comes at this from a real egalitarian oh, yeah. mindset of, of men and women and their roles and things like that. And so we have to understand and know, like, we are Southern Baptists. Mm -hmm. We lean reformed in mm -hmm. our theology. Uh, we are complementarians. Oh, yeah. You know, so we can kind of get in our bubble and assume, like, that's how all Christians are. That's right. Yeah. But right. if you step outside and look at the larger Christian context, not everybody feels the same way. way. So how do we, how do we deal with that? How do we think about that? Because not, I mean, think of somebody asked me the other day in one of my counseling set in one of my uh, mm -hmm. counseling sessions, it was, why are there so many churches? Why are there so many denominations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked and about And I actually that. Mm -hmm. pulled out my handbook of denominations that mm -hmm. I got in school that's like this, you know, 400-page yeah. listing of denominations, you yeah. know? Yeah, which I'm using now to teach the students because we're going through <laughs> the denominations. But the point behind that, we started off with basically what's the bare minimum of Christianity? Right. And I think 
I think having that foundation, I mean, you know, again, Paul says that we have, we, everyone builds on the foundation, but the foundation is Christ and you cannot, you cannot have a different foundation. Mm -hmm. And so we have to know the bare minimum of what it means to be a Christian. And you can have, you can be in a genuine brother and sister relationship with that person, even if you disagree with them in very extreme ways. Sure. Mm -hmm. But so hold to your, hold to your convictions, but but find out what they actually believe. Yeah. And, and we've uh, taught this before where yeah. there's, there's a uh, sort of a theological triage mm-hmm. that there are things that, that I'm, I can be in fellowship with somebody. And I think like together for the gospel and places right. like that are really good examples of this. That's right. Men and, and men from different backgrounds, different denominations, uh, denominations yeah. coming together, knowing that the foundation of the gospel, the foundation of God's word, the foundation of who God is, who Jesus that's is, right. all that's the same. That's right. How they carry out their polity, how they carry out uh, their worship, their baptism is different. Those right. are secondary issues. That's right. That's right. So, so I may not feel comfortable going, I may not feel comfortable joining one of these like Presbyterian churches, yeah. but I can worship with that person. Right. I can, I can fellowship with that person. I can be in community and conversation with that person. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and if so, we can't, then there's a problem with us. Right. But there is a line. <laughs> right. If we don't believe these foundational things of scripture, then uh, we can't be in fellowship with them. Yeah. Not and in the same way. We can, we can be, we can be a friend to all. Friend to all, right? yes. But not in, in the fellowship we're talking about is this brother brotherhood. Right. Right. And that's that is different. That is different. And we have to just know that. And so, you know, I don't know where uh, Mark Driscoll is now. Well, he moved to Scottsdale, Arizona and okay. started another church. Okay. So uh, you know, there's so much here. I can't even pack right. everything. I mean, he he was accused of like uh aggressively like bullying and, and yeah. overbearing and just, just all these things and whether it was right for him to go start a church or not. I mean, I guess that's between him and the Lord and the right. people that came to his church. I would not go to his church yeah. ha- having seen all the things that happened up North. I would have to get to know him. And I guess that's kind of my thing is like, we just need to be praying for him and, and wherever he's at, because you know, maybe, maybe he's a totally different person. Maybe God's done a lot. We don't know. Yeah. And so we just need to be prayerful. Well, I think but... we need to look to leaders that have been in ministry for a long time that are humble, that are good, godly men right? who, who, um, who are faithful to teach for years and years and years and years. And the people around them are the ones, the people in their lives, the people they go to church with, the people they serve with. Those are the people that, that will tell you if this person is the real deal or not. That's right. Yeah. I mean, for uh, first Timothy three, that's, you know, read first Timothy three, you'll see what kind of uh, people should be in leadership. And so, so anyway, at the end of the day, we need to stick to the scriptures and we need to uh, live out our Christian faith Mm -hmm. with conviction. We need to do it in such a way that doesn't, um, you know, push our convictions on other people, but we're, but we are, are willing to share the faith and know that there, there are objective truths that we do need to proclaim to the world, the world abroad, um, and, and like religious freedoms and uh, all the, these things. And, uh, and we just need to do this with humility and grace towards one another. That's a good way to wrap it up. So people can check that podcast out if they want. Yeah. Uh, what was it, it called? 
it was the rise and fall of yeah, Mars, Mars Hill. Hill. Yeah. So it is ongoing and there's a, there's a lot there and you know, you may want to listen to it in small chunks because it's like, <laughs> it's heavy. It's heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. So yeah. Well, good stuff. We hope that you've enjoyed this, uh, edition of the pastor's perspective. And so if you like it, please let us know, do all the things that you're supposed to do on these. Uh, if you like, yeah, let us know and we'll do more if, yes. if this is something that people enjoy. So we're going to get back to some of the, the longer form where we dive into a topic uh, that's going to happen. We just thought we'd want to mix it up and yep. make make things seem a little bit fresh and kind of mix our genres of podcasts up throughout the weeks. So. Absolutely. Right. So, well, cool. Well, Brian, thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see, see you, you next time. time. What's up with that? What up with what that? that? What <laughs> up with that? Ooh-wee. I was thinking like, what's up with all this stuff? <laughs> and we have a guy in a tracksuit dancing in the background. <laughs> what up with that? Let's call it, let's call it what up with that? What up with life? <laughs> what up with this crazy world? <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Um, but that's not always what this this type of episode will be necessarily. It probably will right, be a lot, but right. not always. It could be any number of things. So, but we don't want to call it like random. You know what I mean? Like, um. So what is topics this? of the day? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like current mm-hmm, events. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mm. hate it. I don't love it. <laughs> also, I hate it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>